0: Hello people and welcome back to Always Foolish, a positive Doctor Who podcast where we look at the episodes that people don't like so much and find lovely bits that we love in them. It's me, your host David, and with us is my co-host Tom. How are you doing today, Tom?
1: Yeah, I'm pretty good, thanks David. Uh, it is surprisingly warm here for the 19th of November, so um, I can get away oh, with not even wearing socks or slippers in my flats.
0: because of the burning. the burning wreckage beneath your flat
1: yeah it's a really long way down though to be fair why do
0: you live in that philadelphia town that's been on fire for 70 years out of
1: interest because the because the rents are so low it's amazing yeah i know (laughs) i'm only giving away like 75 percent of my income (laughs) is
0: it (laughs) so yeah it would be wouldn't it though it'd still be 75 yeah is it in yeah it's philadelphia isn't it that town maybe it's not um, Do you know about this town? Which one? The town that's always on fire. They they um, set fire to a coal seam accidentally, um, and it's been burning for 70 years or something.
1: I know there's something like that in Uzbekistan, the mouth of hell, uh, sort of like natural gas thing that's always been on fire.
0: Maybe it's all in Uzbekistan, I think there's one in, in the US as well, uh, and some people yeah. still refuse to move.
1: <laughs> yep. If if you, if you are one of our listeners in the U.S., please write in and tell us whether there's been any constantly burning <laughs> you, fires apart from the metaphorical kind. Yeah,
0: if you live in the always on fire town, please write in and for once
1: leave please off write the. In. But uh, also, please uh, just please uh, just get out. Please just yeah. leave ooh, there. now. Ooh, we've got a. You can come and you can come and crash on my sofa, Tom. I've got a, I've just got a text. A it says,
0: "Ah uh, ah, uh, help!" And then like free fire emojis. So I think. That
1: sounds like they're that a lit so, party. So it sounds like sounds like it's really cool. yeah. <laughs> sounds great. We should go. Apparently, they're playing. They, they. It sounds like they're playing Beatles songs. We're
0: reviewing the Battle of Vansko
1: of from the town that's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> We're reviewing the episode that's on fire from the town that's on fire. Yeah. <laughs> okay, just, to, just to set out my stall on where I feel about. Yeah, oh, I'm looking forward to that, Colos, that one
0: right I like that. Yeah, one. me too. Also, on fire is generous, Tom. That that implies some more interesting stuff happening in Battle of Vansko of oh,
1: something that has once been on fire and And I do enjoy it in the same way that there was once a battle but now there isn't
0: yeah what really you should do with episode titles is name them after something that actually happens in the episode and do you know what episodes fall into that category tom
1: daleks Uh, in Manhattan evolution uh, of the daleks yeah well I don't know yeah I I, I'm not convinced that the second one does happen
0: (laughs) Right, sort of evolution of epigenetics of the Daleks would be perhaps a better one. Okay, so those are what we're covering today. Failed adaptation of the Daleks. I didn't realise these episodes weren't well liked. It turns out they're really not, but actually their IMDb scores are 7 out of 10 and 6.9 out of 10. So not,
1: not bad. It's been a sort of thing that quite a few fans have said that I've noted before, that there's a decent argument to be made that this is sort of one of the worst four-episode runs in the modern series, is Daleks in Manhattan, Evolution, Lazarus and Sparrow, too. But then does get followed by a four-episode run of Human Nature, Family of Blood, so it Blink, You know what's really Utopia. interesting,
0: though? Speaking yeah. of Blink, here's a cool bit of trivia. Yeah, Blink was written as an apology for the fact that Stephen
1: Moffat couldn't write this one, right? Yeah, so he was, uh, supposed. suppose, um, the initial plans had him being given, basically, this two-parter, uh, but he was very busy at the time uh, working on Jekyll, uh, so said to Russell basically, yeah, cool. oh, Sorry, I can't, I will not be able to do this big two parter that's quite early on in the filming block. Uh, so he was given Blink instead. It's one of the, it's a very interesting what if, because then I, I imagine Blink probably then wouldn't have come along at any other point either. So Blink would look incredibly different if it for some reason did appear in series four.
0: So, if- Few other little tidbits that I've got. The working title for this was Daleks in New York, but apparently that was too hard to say. I don't think it's much harder to say than
1: Daleks in Manhattan. I think Daleks in Manhattan has a nicer rhythm to it. It does. Say, but yeah. as has been commented by a lot of people, um, <laughs> including one person whose review I read around half an hour ago when preparing for this, John Alledge, clearly the title for this should have been The Daleks Take Manhattan. Mm. And Although it's they don't, unforgivable they? that they didn't go with that. Well, no, but nor the, do nor the angels in The Angels Take Manhattan. To be fair, nor do the Muppets in the Muppets Take Manhattan.
0: Oh, no, I, I remember a bit in The Muppets where they're, they're sort of going inside people's Marching skin. an army
1: through the sewers. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in some regards, maybe the Muppets and the Daleks are similar. They're both They're both yeah. artificial creations of a despotic god. We all know Jim Henson from that war.
1: <laughs> Why do you think Oscar the Grouch looks like that? That's the wrong one. I don't really know very much about the Muppets, so I'm just gonna sort of let you let you do this bit for a while. I was going to say it's the Muppets the Muppets is the one with Kermit, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: I, I, no, I gonna uh I gonna go um
1: No, 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 no gonna, shut this down right away. Go, no, we, we no, 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 i not letting this happen. I'm not letting <laughs> this must, happen.
0: What's the, what's the Dalek sex speech? I I no, 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 I mean, honestly, Miss Piggy's voice is not that far
1: removed from Tallulah's voice, is it? Well, speaking of pigs, speaking (laughs) of pigs, uh, back to trivia, a couple of other good alternate titles that have been suggested for this episode. Jonathan Morris, who wrote, among other things, uh, Festival of Death, Touched by an Angel, reckons that the title for this should be Sex in the City, because he is. (laughs) That's such a Um, Russell. Russell would do that now. Yeah.
0: Not then, but now Russell would do that.
1: Yeah. I've also seen it referred to as um, uh, Doomsday 2, Pig in the City. Also good. I refer, I referred to it on an email as The Pig Sleep.
0: Dome Alone 2, Lost in New York. There's one for you off the top of my head. Okay, so if you want a great, I'm going to go great, piece of trivia from TARDIS Wiki. This is, this is the exact quote. Yeah. This is the second episode to feature a fake gun in Series 3, a recurring motif that foreshadows Last of the Time Lords.
1: Oh! No, it isn't. Oh, that's really
0: good. No, it isn't.
1: I mean, yeah, it's, it's not just a... a
0: fake gun. Also, I guess the other fake gun is in Gridlock, maybe, but if it's a real gun, it's out of charge.
1: A, a real gun out of charge is functionally speaking a fake gun. I'm just trying to think whether there are any other, any uh, other okay. fake guns in Series Three now, and uh, no, I don't think <laughs> It's a an recurring
0: bit that happens twice. Um, so another couple of bits. That, that the human Dalek that was spoilt <laughs> by appearing on the Radio Times cover. I assumed it was a leak, but in fact, it was Russell's idea. Yeah, because he thought it would be. Okay, cool. I, I, I would this... say
1: that the, I would say that the human Dalek was also spoilt by quite a lot of other things.
0: <laughs> Actually, it's one of my things that I love about this episode. That should be, I think, all Daleks yeah. should look like this from now on. You know, when they come out the... in Victory of the Daleks, where all different coloured Daleks come out. Instead, it should just be like five. It should just <laughs> be a bunch Dalek of Daleks marching out
1: with their appendages on <laughs> their heads.
0: Their, their little, their little, little Dalek lips. Yeah. So. Uh, for a little bit, obviously, as will become evident, no one went to New York for this bar like a second camera crew. David Tennant did not film in New York. Yep. The bit at the Statue of Liberty, yep. they just found a wall that looked kind of like yep. the Statue of Liberty wall. And I've gone and I found it's that sort It's sort of obvious. Cogan Kogan Playing Fields in Penarth is the back wall of a primary right. school. It would take me 58 <laughs> hours to walk there just to dox myself. So if you want to work out where's 58 hours from there... That's where I live.
1: Yeah, you know that David lives somewhere in a particular circle.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also did some Hooverville research, because Hooverville comes up in this. Some of the houses in Hoovervilles were made of stones. Not stones, stone. Because stonemasons would build actual houses. So that's cool. Um, Seattle's Hooverville had a mayor and a government. Uh, Kong 2005 from Peter Jackson opens in the New York Hooverville. Mm -hmm. And they didn't use Hoovers because they're called vacuum cleaners in the US and they didn't have electricity. And also they hadn't been invented, was what I thought. But actually, the vacuum cleaner was invented in 1907 by a janitor called James Spangler and sold to William Henry Hoover in 1908, which means that his kids, the other Henry Hoovers, are still working. Mm -hmm. At the time, it would have cost you $2,000 in today's money to buy a vacuum cleaner.
1: I will also add, for anyone that doesn't know this, I can't remember whether they mentioned it in the episode, they called Hoovervilles, not because of Hoovers, but because of the um, president before uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Not in a positive light, which I kind of thought as a kid, I was like, oh, that's nice, definitely oh, no. get after
0: him. No, no, because he
1: everything
0: oh, no. up. Yeah.
1: Any other trivia? Yeah,
0: yeah. This, lo- this is from um, Todd's Wiki. Helen Rayner was so upset by the negative fan reaction to these episodes prompting Russell T. Davis to consul her. Consul spelt C-O-N-S-U-L, so he therefore punished her okay. for these bad episodes by sending her away to work for the Roman Empire, apparently. And it's just a funny misspelling mm-hmm. on TARDIS wiki.
1: Having a pretty high up position in the Roman Empire, to be
0: Yeah. be um, Now the cast for this episode, right? Pretty good cast? Yeah, interesting. Very, very pretty good, pretty good cast. cast. Andrew Garfield, yeah. Spider-Man.
1: And from Tick Tick Boom as well, which is one of my favourite film musicals. He's... We'll get on to the accents. I think that's one of my my well uh, yeah. the common
0: criticisms. <laughs> but maybe don't get Andrew Garfield's Tennessee accent. Well, we're something British which can, can I just tell. very
1: quickly interject and say that I love the the weird detail that Martha apparently is incredibly good at recognizing different American accents. <laughs> <laughs> Southern boy. So at one point she's just like, ah, you're not, you're not from you're not from New York, are you? You're from what Tennessee or something like that. And Andrew Garfield is like, wow, Yes, how did you know?
0: He takes the bit of straw he's got between his teeth out of his mouth, and he puts down the um, the cow he's holding from working on a farm, and he goes, "Ah, sure, sure, go down get, get get with you, go, go on, get." And he he shoes the Daleks away, and they they go they
1: all yeah. get out of the place. Do you reckon it would be to the benefit of this episode if we have a moratorium on American accents? Uh, it's not going to happen. Um, I think. Yeah, but just you know, do you reckon it would also be to the benefit of the episode if we did? It's a big if, I'll grant you. it wouldn't be but... the benefit
0: to my mental health. So, you know, this is me doing my Minnesota exitness. <laughs> you know, that's so insidious. I think this is,
1: how this we is what's going to cause my internet to crash if anything does. <laughs> Good. Certainly your brain. Um, we've got yeah. Hugh
0: Quarcy yeah. as Solomon, um, who's great, and yep. he was Captain Parnacker in Phantom Menace. We've got right, one yep. of my favourites, Miranda Raisin, as Tallulah, three and an H. It was her birthday yesterday.
1: Oh happy birthday, Miranda Raisin.
0: I don't know, happy birthday, Miranda Raisin. Miranda Raisin, Zero L's and Zero H's. <laughs> she has done a lot of Big Finish. She is a sixth dot companion, a, a Wren from World War II called Constance Clark, and she's very British and she's very good. And I really like Constance and this is my impression of her. And if she's not available, Big Finish, you know I'm here. <laughs> That'd be a rather so much more palatable
1: than the Tennessee accent. Yes.
0: Yeah, uh, thank you. Um I try. The last thing I've got is, you know, she was like I said, Constance Clark was a, a World War II Wren. And that brings me on to another of the cast members playing one of the dancers. Her name is Flick Swan, and I won't, if you don't mind. Thanks. <laughs> what do you want to flick? No look flicking though, no look flicking
1: them swans then. What what that accent just the one swan, that actually. be? It's clearly Gloucestershire accent from Hot First, isn't it? Are, yeah. <laughs> My personal trainer told me
0: I did a really good American accent.
1: Yeah, but did he do so in a tone of "Yes, David, very good"? Now, please, can you pick up those weights again? Um,
0: no, he didn't. But he's also not American. So, okay, <laughs> fair enough. That's the fun background. Do we want to summarize the episode, Tom? Yes. Okay. Let's. So, am so, I right? It starts off in New York before the doctor gets there.
1: It does. Yep. Yeah. Theater. Yep. Yeah, it starts with Tallulah, three L's and an H, and yes. Braslo. Uh, two hours, no H's. Got this. You're right. Yeah, <clears throat> they're having a conversation. It's sort of setting up their episode. Their romance. She
0: goes on to stage. She's a dancer. Yep.
1: Tallulah, three hours and an H goes off to stage. Mm. Laszlo, two hours, no H's. <laughs> every um, time. You bet. Gets confused by. Can I put a moratorium when you say this on... every time you say
0: you say Laszlo?
1: Oh, maybe. Yeah. Okay. I won't do it every time I say Laszlo. Oh, okay. But every time I say Tallulah, three hours and an H, I'm right. doing it. There. Okay. Yeah. Nice uh, so, so yeah, Laszlo gets long. Wow. confused by an... Hmm. Laszlo gets confused by an honestly fairly innocuous noise at first. Yeah. Uh, like, there's the sound of somebody walking. He's like, H- hello? Hello? <laughs> the only other um, person in this like theatre is Davros. <laughs> <His feet. Yeah. laughs> <laughs> uh, then he does a bit of investigating, and we get our sort of cut to titles with a pig slave, pig slave. A pig person. Capturing. Yeah, they prefer the term pig person, Tom. Yeah. Capturing him. Yeah, so then it takes us to... We cut to titles. Cut to titles. We immediately re- reveal in the titles this episode is called Daleks in yeah, there. The so they are not. So they're not making the reveal of a Dalek, the no. sort of cut to titles, but also they're not making any secret of no, no, it. No. Was in the, it was in the trailer uh, it's, the last yeah, time. Yeah, it's
0: in the... I mean, as we've mentioned, it's on, like, it's all over the Radio Times before this. There were no... There's yeah, no secrets in it. It's this. not a shock
1: reveal. So then yeah. the
0: Doctor and Martha arrive they're at the base of the Statue of Liberty. They are like, yeah. look, it's New York. Obviously, they're looking at a green screen.
1: The Doctor mentions that it was once called New Amsterdam, but fails to reference They Might Be Giants. No, yeah, well, that's because um, he's not seen he... it, because
0: he's uh, got bad musical taste. They then take a stroll through a park in Cardiff that's meant to be Central Park. At no point in the episode yep. do they ever venture topside outside in New York City at any point. And they yep, discuss the, the depression. They've, they've led to Hooverville by a newspaper, they find, right? Which says there's mysteries. Yes. People disappearing. And yeah. Hooverville is a shanty town.
1: Yeah, um,
0: yeah. It's yeah, for people, terms, perhaps we who have nowhere town, to go during of... the Great Depression. They sort of look at the people and learn a bit of the history, and they get introduced to Solomon, yeah. who's kind of the leader. He's not like the official leader. He's just like yeah, sort of unofficial mayor of Hooverville, yeah. sorting out disputes between mm, um, different people, cutting of... out the bed in half
1: like Solomon did to that baby. Yes, I think that's. I didn't yeah. finish the story. The, the, I think that's what happens. Bit. Yeah. Yep, Solomon cuts the baby in half and uses its organs for transplants. Um, but yeah, it's a, a bit heavy-handed, but you can sort of... Yeah, you, fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, you can sort of imagine maybe so- Solomon in this episode is sort of spends a lot of Hooverville hanging around looking to find disputes that he can solve by breaking something in half so that everyone <laughs> can be like, oh, like
0: Solomon. Yes. <laughs> Every time someone's fighting, Solomon, like,
1: Solomon, this, this man, this man stole my tent. <laughs> well, not to worry. Not to... I've got a pair of scissors here. I'll cut it in half. No, but that won't make the tent very good for either of us. This man
0: stole my job. Well, I don't know how to break <laughs> in half the theoretical concept of a job. Perhaps you will work I guess from Monday to till... Tuesday, yeah. and then you do Thursdays and Fridays, and I- I'll handle the Wednesdays to divide up the earnings. <laughs> I just love the yeah, idea of Solomon going around and getting kind of yeah. such yeah. a good... It's like, he's so popular at the butchers. You need yeah. half a pound of meat, Solomon is exactly... Solomon's your man. Solomon's your man. That's the show, yeah. that's what his spinoff's called. Solomon's your man. He's like a yeah. cop show. Oh my god, a cop show. But he's living <laughs> in Hooverville, he's solving Hooverville-based <laughs> crimes. Ah, ah, with Hugh Quarty, who's great. I would watch that. I would mm-hmm. genuinely watch that. That is that is great.
1: No, instead we cut to uh, the Empire State Building, where there's a uh, there's a businessman called Mr. Di- Mr. Diagoras. Diagoras, who is American. Diagoras, Mr. Diagoras, yep. who is uh, being unpleasant to a Informant. bunch of workers. Yeah, uh, who are work harder. Doing... Yeah, do it harder.
0: I can't work any harder. I only got human hands. Well, there's something yeah, we can we do can... about that. We can give you a plunger. Yeah, we can... <laughs> I'll let you talk to the boss. He's very anti-Union. <laughs> the Daleks wouldn't yeah. be very pro-Union, would they? No.
1: Union of the Daleks. Daggerus meets a Dalek, who's apparently just waiting in the lift, yeah. ready to be called. It's the Daleks' plan, um, right?
0: They're, they're affecting the construction yeah. of the Empire State Building for a reason. We'll find out yeah, quite
1: soon. That we don't learn yet. Uh, we go back to Hooverville, uh, where... Diagoras is getting recruited to go down to, into the sewers. Into sewers to
0: help fix a collapsed tunnel, but it's not. And when the Doctor volunteers, Martha yep. volunteers, says so Andrew Garfield's character and There's Solomon, Solomon. For, for some some reason. Yeah, uh, I never quite understood why yep. Solomon goes.
1: Yeah, I think it's because he's. I suppose I think it's supposed to be because he's interested in who the Doctor and Martha are. He has to for the but plot. Yeah, I mean Andrew Garfield's character clearly just does it because he fancies either the Doctor or Martha or both. Or both.
0: Let's go. Let's go both. Yeah, it'll be nice. I think both. Anyway, then they get attacked by pig slaves. The others escape into the theatre. Andrew Garfield gets captured. In the theatre is when they meet Tallulah, Fielza and H. Holds them up at fake gunpoint. And she reveals, oh, her boyfriend, Laszlo, has been missing. They then hang out. Mm-hmm. Oh, and also the Doctor found a horrible jellyfish thing in the basement, and so he's, he's going to examine it. Yeah. So then we get a lovely we get a dance sequence with the Devil in Me song. Uh, before is... that,
1: before that, I should just add oh, well. we also do get a, a conversation between Diagoras and I think it's supposed to be Dalek Khan, one of Oh the, what about Cotuscaro, the city where they talk about they talk about the New York City about yeah. human survival about how it is. That I have so always me. wanted to go to the M&M store, but I don't have a mouth. I heart NY.
0: <laughs> instead of he have that in his little ID ch- the ID bit under his eye stock
1: I yeah, love you <laughs> just little fridge magnet yeah. but anyway then yes we get a dance sequence in the theatre which is yeah pretty fun can I, I like just interject
0: lots. with an amazing terrible take from IMDB where someone who was reviewing oh, yes, this was like to make this better right what you do is you intercut the devil in me song with like clips of the Daleks killing people to make it more relevant to the show. And I'm like, what? What's That's, that's it, just yeah, a I mean, mad idea. It's nothing. That's seems nothing. a bit
1: heavy handed and also the Daleks aren't. They are killing people, people but also points. like
0: the Doctor Who can have fun sometimes. Doctor Who can have fun sometimes. Yeah. It's a fun song. Not
1: everything needs to be popped. Although
0: the audience yeah. is laughing their heads off at the Devil In Me song. There's not much funny. Martha spots Laszlo during that song, who's now half pig. Martha tries to
1: get across the stage in probably <laughs> the worst possible way. Absolutely unfortunately. Just basically knocking people over,
0: kicking them in the face. She flicks, flick, swan. Yep. It's chaos.
1: Yeah, and she swans swan flick. Um but yeah, she gets across, chases Laszlo, but he manages to get away by moving yep. an enormous piece of metal extremely quickly and, then and silently. She gets captured by a just different pig slave who's just hanging out. Meanwhile, we cut to what the Daleks are doing. Down in the basement. Having so much fun in uh, their, in their New York basement apartment. Which is something that they refer to as the final experiment. Yeah. Almost exactly the two-thirds mark of this story, there's the first hint yeah. of descent in the Dalek ranks, sort of a bit of uncertainty.
0: So at this point, there's two other things that have happened. One, the doctor and in an amazing... Me- oh, it's so good. The moment where the doctor is trying to remember... He's worked out, like, okay, it's biotype, whatever this type is, this like, embryo. And then he just turns the screen just goes,
1: Yeah.
0: Scaro. And that's when the Doctor realizes yeah. it's the Daleks, and that's as Martha gets captured. Mm-hmm. The other thing that's happened is Diagoras has already yeah. been taken and absorbed yeah, been... by Dalek Sec. So Dalek—they, we don't know what their plan yeah. is, but we know that the dalek there's something about h- fusing Diagoras with Dalek Sec. Dalek Sec kind of eats him in a yeah. pretty good sequence. To that, be fair, I don't even um, think the CGI yeah. looks that bad now. Actually, I think it—I've got okay. a feeling it's practical effect. Oh, maybe some of it is actually not the whole absorbing of Diagoras.
1: Oh no they just got an actual dialogue for Oh that. really? I didn't know they
0: were yeah, they were yeah. working.
1: Yeah, well it was 2 it was 2007 it was 2007. Yeah, it's true. They all they're all tired now. Aren't they? Yeah. So they go down in, uh, the doctor and Tallulah 3000 and H go down into the mm-hmm. cellar to try and work out what's happened to Martha. There's a mysterious figure hiding in the shadows that says a bunch of stuff Tallulah does not recognize the voice yeah. for some reason but eventually gets at me. close enough to We can to... see you. It's quite bright here. Yeah, it eventually Laszlo. gets close enough to see that it is Laszlo who has been... Laszlo has been uh, half converted into a pig. I
0: mean, he was just walking here. <laughs> that's all he was yep. doing. Um, yeah, uh, we know that there's a pig man. They... Is this yep. before or after he really... Is it's this, is this before or after the, that they avoid the Daleks because the Daleks have no peripheral vision?
1: Uh, yeah, I think that happens around then as well. Oh yeah, no,
0: The Doctor and Tallulah, are, like, exploring the sewers. Thank you. And they... And the Doctor sort of spots or hears a Dalek coming. And he grabs Tula and pulls her into an alleyway. And for a brief moment, I can only imagine Tulula thought she was about to be murdered. An alcove, not an alleyway. The Dalek just goes straight past them. Which, again, is the Dalek's being defeated by the lack of peripheral vision. So the point at which the Doctor actually steps out of the alcove while the Dalek is still in the corridor and is just looking at it. And I'm thinking, it's one of the most advanced... Yeah. Can it not tell when things are behind it?
1: It's it's a very classic Dalek thing, isn't you it? Know, it's to just not
0: when someone when you park a car and it's got those sensors at the back that detect like you're gonna hit something. Like, beep, yeah. beep. I would say the Daleks they have to because they're on low power. Hmm. Um, the Daleks have to turn them off. It's like we don't have the heated seats, yes. we don't have the sensors, and the boot has to be opened manually. That's that's the state of yeah. the Daleks. Yeah, the state of the Daleks would be a
1: good um. Good episode. Yeah, another good title. <laughs> the state of the Daleks. Um state of these? Anyway, so uh, the Doctor and Tallulah 3000H. Yeah. Um, actually, is Tallulah 3000H still with them? Uh, Tallulah, the Doctor and Laszlo is, no, go think, to meet so, the Daleks. Yeah. Tallulah the goes off go to meet the Daleks, join up with Martha, Martha and, and uh, Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield, who's there, but I've also forgotten. Frank, but I think it's more fun to just keep calling him Andrew you Garfield. You say trunk? Um, Frank.
0: Frank! Trunk!
1: Yeah, yeah his name is I'm Trunk. Call
0: Trunk. Donald Trunk. Do- Donald
1: Tr- yeah. I'm going to call him um, Trunk
0: from now on. And they go to the lab. Yeah, so
1: they're taken to the lab. Uh, they're sorted, they've been sorted into groups of superior and inferior ones. The inferior ones are going to be turned into pigs. Pigs, yeah. The superior ones are just taken to the lab. We don't understand quite what for yet. People are offended by the fact they're
0: called inferior intelligence.
1: Yeah. Which, yeah, to be fair, yeah. The Doctor says that he doesn't want the Daleks to—he doesn't want the Daleks to notice him. Yeah. So, gets Martha to. Ask they what's obviously going can't on. pick
0: him out of a crowd of not very many people.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely baffling. He is standing in the middle of their quite well-lit lab. <laughs> it's very uh, well lit. There we are. Also, also in uh, around three minutes of in-story time, he will reveal himself yeah, yeah, yeah. and just start spouting a load of absolute nonsense. Martha basically
0: them. gets some information off the Daleks. They're evolving, looking for the final experiment. Yeah. They must evolve to survive, sort of yeah. thing. The Doctor then steps yeah. out. At one point, or maybe he does something with the radio and then he steps right. out and while the diets goes, Doctor, the enemy yeah, of the Daleks.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean that comes a little bit late that comes a little bit later because what happens first? The human Dalek Sec emerging from the oh, casing yeah, that first. Say it? I am a human yeah. Dalek. And we get that first yeah. shot
0: of the Dalek Sec, which we'll be talking about in yeah. more detail later.
1: Yeah. Cut to titles, um, End, end of episode oh, I see. One. I skipped into the evolution um, of the
0: Daleks, right? Yes. Evolution of the yeah. Daleks starts with the Doctor healing yeah, so himself.
1: It does, yeah. There's an incoherent, only 40 second long previously on the start of Evolution of the Daleks <laughs> that I think doesn't really have anything that might help. It should show cut the to Daleks Dalek and then the Party
0: of the Ways yeah. and Bad Wolf. <laughs> yeah. Just be like, yeah. Start Start with the Daleks, actually. Just, you know.
1: It's yeah, yeah it's, on, little it's clip from each one of them. It's like
0: three hours long. No, the whole episode. Yeah. I like. It's like, you know, the year on Doctor Who. Yeah, Do-
1: Dalek Sector Dalek says, The Doctor, the enemy of the Daleks. You know, this him. reminds me of other times we've faced him. <laughs> this- and then it's just all him <laughs> imagining things. And then the next episode is just the Lazarus experiment. It's like, well. um,
0: if you enjoyed this enemy of the Daleks, maybe you'd like these enemy of the Daleks, like an Amazon recommendation.
1: It's just like John Pertwee, Tom Baker. Anyway, to go slightly quicker on the summary for Evolution of the Daleks. Um, yeah, the Doctor reveals himself, spars with Sec for a little bit verbally, and then escapes because of some nonsense with the radio. Uh, him and Laszlo and Martha and Frank manage to get out. They go to Hooverville and warn, warn Solomon, mm-hmm. who's remarkably trusting about this. Yep. Daleks are starting to show a bit of... Uh, discontent with sex leadership because
0: sex is starting to be a little bit more humanity starts off talking of as like humanity is a very negative thing but then kind of starts to become a bit more things
1: they send the pig slaves don't they to hooverville and that's quite a cool sequence the pig slaves to hooverville which mm, oh no i don't know the pig slaves most of what they seem to do is just run menacingly at people it doesn't really show them doing anything they really hate cameras. Yeah.
0: Then our Dalek shows yeah. up and a Ladies, guy goes... Puzzle does
1: later say pig slaves are trained to kill against all evidence to the contrary. <laughs> That's
0: true. To rip, your th- to rip your throat out with their teeth, I think you say, which is not a thing yeah. that
1: ever happens.
0: Daleks don't have teeth yeah. anyway. How would they know? One guy yeah. points at the Dalek that shows up and goes,
1: it's the devil in the he sky. The devil. But it, it's not.
0: Yeah. You, you've seen planes. This is post-World War One. It's surely more similar to a plane.
1: Yeah. It's clearly a bit menacing, but yeah. Anyway, Solomon... Solomon gives some an inspirational speech. speech to the Daleks with Murray doing some rousing music about, like, aren't we all the same? Yeah. I've seen so many things. Maybe, maybe we can work yeah. together. And the Daleks just like, nah. yeah, no, and kills him. Yeah, which nah. I think is absolutely hilarious. Yeah <laughs> dead now. Yeah. Goodbye, Daleks Australian in this. Uh, sorry, the Doctor then gives uh, an absolutely bizarre sort of self-hatred come oh, yeah. on, me now rant. and yeah. Um, but Sek unexpectedly tells Khan not to kill him. No! Don't. Which Khan is clearly absolutely. I've never about. killed someone else in um, my entire
0: life. No, that's not. No, Daleks saying yeah. Daleks saying it's just whitewashing history. It's like I don't even hmm. know that guy, and he's pointing at his old casing. I've never, I've never met that guy before.
1: So yeah, so Khan doesn't kill him and agrees to take the Doctor back to yeah. the Empire State Building. Martha's like, then I'm coming with you. The Doctor says, like, no, no, you stay, you stay here. here. And Martha's and, like, oh, alright. And slips him, right, uh, slips
0: her yeah. his psychic paper without telling her what. Yeah. He wants her to do
1: what it is or what it does. So
0: the doctor ends up in the lab
1: and he's going to yep. help. He's basically uh, Gets angry with Sek, but Sek says, oh, the de- yeah. those deaths were wrong, actually. And agrees to agrees to help with the final experiment. Sek's plan
0: it was to make loads of sort of emptied humans uh, into like full daleks but now he wants like a combo human dalek like him who was beginning yeah, to like feel him. more humanity and the doctor is basically one round this idea that actually he he could basically create a new more positive dalek race and get take them to a different yeah. planet and that's kind of what happens yeah. for the next like 10 minutes ish the idea is that this is going
1: to be powered by a, l- a solar flare which is storm? going to a solar flare which will cause a lightning storm which will strike the top, top of, the of the Empire, Empire state, state, state building, building and go through dalekanium, a bunch of dalek-anium which will
0: make them into da- Daleks because it's going through the Dalekanium. Yeah, yeah, which is apparently ha- so. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. And it makes total sense. Yep.
1: Yeah. Sex starts <laughs> saying maybe actually Daleks shouldn't be the supreme beings yeah, of yeah. the universe. The other Daleks are um, like, uh, what? Um, Martha gets to the top of the Empire State Building yeah. along with Frank, Laszlo and Tallulah. Three and H. There's a pointless scene where the Doctor misses Rose for a little bit. Yeah, you're right. Um, oh, where? Well, no, sorry, where, where Martha like, talks oh, yeah. about how when he looks at her sometimes he's seeing Rose. Yep, this is when the solar flare is less than eleven minutes away, <laughs> apparently. So yeah. Yeah, but okay. we know
0: Martha, she's got her eyes on the prize.
1: Yeah. Laszlo starts dying of old age around the point at which <laughs> so the pigs arrive, around
0: the point yeah. at which the audience starts dying of old age.
1: <laughs> Martha, Frank, Telula 300 h and Laszlo have a plan which involves uh, getting a big long piece metal. of metal going from the mast yeah, 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 to yeah. the lift. The plan hinges fundamentally on lightning oh, striking we should at the put exact out, moment. The doctor's arrived, but the Daleks fortunately that happens. and he's now up Oh, the doctor's made it up to the mass. Yeah, yeah and he's and climbed up to the mass. To he's trying to, to take to off the Dalekanium Dalek with his son.
0: Because uh, the Daleks have betrayed Sek at this point. And yep. they've, they've turned on him and they're going to make all the humans fully Dalek and not, not half Dalek, yep. half human. And basically, yep. so the plan is to electrocute the pigman by standing... They'll stand near some metal, as was pointed out in one comment. Yeah, But not near the metal, the evil metal. Uh, and they do yeah. manage... The Doctor only gets, what, they two do. of them out? He gets He gets two of the uh, metal things off, so yeah. he has to hug the mast, and he gets lightninged through the mast, right? So the electricity goes through him. Yeah. And yeah. Then, but he's fine. And, yeah, right. he's, he's, he's pretty much fine. And then the electricity does um, kill loads of pig slaves. A total murder, murder yeah. massacre. And to be fair, Martha is like, they were people and I just killed them. But Laszlo does do uh, a really cool thing of, you know, the Daleks killed them, which is kind of true. But also kind of not true.
1: But also is kind of kind of just necessary for yeah. the episode to just and keep moving. Uh, the human, the human Dalek, but actually Dalek Daleks have up, been sent out under the like city. The Doctor then lures them all to the, the theater, theater from earlier. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where the the We've the Tommy Gunn, The other two Snowball. members of the Cult of Scar, Justin, Fay, turn up with sex. Yeah. yeah. Khan is up. now the battle coordinator. He's like tied into the battle battle PC. Sex starts. Talking about pacifism and says, "Oh, if you if you choose violence, then violence will Sekis, choose you." Sek
0: is in chains on the stage between these two Daleks, and you've got yeah. then all the Dalek humans with Tommy guns lining the auditorium. Yeah.
1: But then suddenly they they it turns out then they don't attack because uh, the Doctor reveals that actually because he was holding onto the mast, yeah, yeah. Time, Time Lord's Lord DNA. DNA got. Uh, transported through electrical conduction. We don't know presumably. how looms
0: work. This might actually have been how looms yeah. worked. They, You hold on to a yeah, mass sure, and you get maybe. electrocuted and then out of Rassilon's mouth, actually, comes mm. a baby. Rassilon, yeah. A baby comes out of Rassilon's mouth. Yeah. I mean, honestly, would you read a book, Doctor Who, a baby comes out of Rassilon's mouth?
1: <laughs> yes, obviously I would. Yeah, um, by, by, um, park.
0: by Lance Parkin, definitely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, the human de- the human Daleks, although they're actually Time Lord Daleks and not human Daleks, whatever, blow time up Lord two of the Daleks, Daleks, but then Khan electrocutes them. Uh, yeah, he is being killed. Kills them all. No, he then kills the them with a noise. To... He doesn't
0: electrocute them. He kills them with a noise.
1: Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> Bad noise. Then he then the Doctor goes to see Khan, says, look, I'm still prepared to work together. Khan says, no, I'm leaving. No, he doesn't. <laughs> no. Out of here. Shit, I'm out. Laszlo uh, starts dying of old age again and, and the then the doctor like, no more sa- the doctor saves him in a sort of I think a scene that kind of I think wants to be a just this once everybody lives sort of situation but sort yeah. of isn't Yeah it's more like uh, it's
0: it's sort of not in that it a lot yeah. of people have already died so it's kind of like
1: Yeah it's like no more, one more
0: no more death no I quite like I, I mean Wolfgang I actually this worked for yeah. me quite well I I really like it
1: and then uh yeah so Laszlo and Tallulah 3000 H and Frank go off to Uh, Back to Hooverville to live together. The Doctor and Martha head off on their separate ways, musing about how New York will accept them. I mean, are we thinking, right?
0: Obviously, we know that there's a a push for spin offs, right? Yeah. You know, Disney involves big names. We can probably get bigger names. Are we thinking Laszlo, Tallulah, and Frank spin off with Andrew Garfield returns as Frank and it would be called To Be Frank and (laughs) it would chronicle. It would. He would get maybe. I don't know. He'd maybe get bitten by a radioactive spider, perhaps, and he could yeah, have some sort of spider maybe like bitten that? by a radioactive
1: pig, and then oh, uh, no. They've no, already got two pig-themed heroes, though. We can't oh, have. Right. Okay, so we go for a... right. Sure. So he gets bitten by. Well, I, I think either a radioactive spider or a radioactive composer. What uh, about ba- musicals? <laughs> and, no, uh, radio- he becomes, let's go. Get uh, bitten by a radioactive composer. Half, half human, half Jonathan Larson, the and future uh, creator of Tallulah...
0: Red. Is walking down the street yeah, one I day know. when a yeah. a dictionary falls out of uh, a roof and it hits her on the head and that removes the letters L and H from her vocabulary. Yeah. And that's her her power is she can see through like cryptic codes yeah. where by not being able to, to see L's and H's. Of tower. <laughs> and Spider-Man doesn't have L's or H's in it, so that's fine. Our favorite bits. Okay, so, things we like.
1: Things we like. Do you want to start? Or?
0: Yeah, I'll start with a few little ones, rather than, I've got like a couple of bigger points, but I'll go with just a few little things that I like, okay? hmm The setting, and the kind of core history of the depression. A lot of the time, yep. with Doctor Who history, it doesn't feel like it, immer- I was going to say immerse. this isn't immerse, but it's a little bit more than set dressing, yeah. and it's also a little bit more depressing
1: yeah. history than Doctor Who usually goes for, I think. Yeah. So that's quite nice. I completely agree. It feels a bit more. It feels a bit more lived in. It's not just mm. sort of theme theme park America. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. The, we see the, We see the Statue of Liberty at the start, but then the rest of it, we're seeing a very, very non-idealized specific. version and, of yeah, the and a very State specific
0: Building. Point of history as well. Uh, like, yeah, which is cool. Now, I some stuff with the Daleks. I will never tire of seeing a Dalek in a lift. That is great. Yep. I also really, really, really love the bit where Dalek. I'm going to go Faye and Khan are are bitching oh, about sec in the corridor. Yep, we'll love and they, love that. They, look, they check behind them because they've got they look over vision. their shoulders. Basically, it's, it's brilliant. Just, it's just really wonderful. funny. The moment the Doctor realises that the jellyfish thing is from Scarrow, even though we know it's the Daleks, it still feels like a reveal,
1: I think. See, seeing the Doctor realise this is, yes. yeah, really. It sells the seriousness of the situation in a way that is perhaps... The episode doesn't. I was going to say that, yeah, the, the plan so far has been a combination of... Pigs? Uh, yeah, confusing and just fundamentally weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And the other thing, the other little thing, I think the cliffhanger between the episodes is really good.
1: Yeah, it's a nice kind of game-changer cliffhanger, not just a peril cliffhanger. But also,
0: as a kid, the most exciting stuff is stuff that's both totally new, this is something you've never seen before, Human Dalek sack mm-hmm. but also it, it you know that it's got a legacy, in this case, just the, the presence of the Daleks gives it mm-hmm. that legacy so for me i think i think it's a really really good cliffhanger for kids particularly i think it's yeah one of those things where you come away from it i don't know if you remember watching this episode or was it slightly before your time
1: it was but i remember then going back to watch it when it's, i was like okay. 10 or so So i would be very excited
0: very very excited for what was gonna happen next week so those are my my little little bits i also have two bigger points but um go on tom what do you have
1: um, so some other little bits. I, I agree about the, the historical angle and more broadly, something that I really, really like about particularly the first episode. We'll come on to this and the criticisms bit as well, actually, because I think it sort of gets lost a little in the second one. But the fact that they're, they're really kind of doing interesting things with America. The, the Empire State Building is just a symbol of inequality. It's not about glory mm-hmm. or grandeur. It's, it's a symbol of hypocrisy. Which is there clever. There is, a, there is a Hooverville right below it, basically. Um, Looking down And I it. think having, having the Daleks in charge of this great, grand American nationalist construction project is nice and subversive. Yeah.
0: Was it not built... I know it was a lot of reasons it was built. Was one of the reasons it was built just to stick a middle finger up at Chrysler? For some reason. I think that's pro-
1: probably part of it. Cuz yeah.
0: Chrysler had the tallest building and I think they they actually extended the sta- uh, not Statue of liberty. they extended the Empire State building they added like a couple of extra bits to make sure yeah. it was taller than the Chrysler building mm. <laughs> which is yeah a level of pettiness that only American businessmen and Daleks could aspire to.
1: <laughs> yeah, um a couple of other things I like. Um I love the theme of people being expendable in the face of capitalism. The fact that they all know it. They, yeah. They've they been told they need to build this great and glorious city, but their lives are yeah. expendable. Diagoras is a really, really great character. I like Diagoras, yeah. yeah. Diagoras is a brilliant character, and I think it's a real shame that he's taken, taken, uh, taken from us so too soon. soon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, something else that I really like about it is the way in which this is a post-war story for everyone involved. Mm. Between the uh, wars, for, which, for which the is a
0: period people think about a lot, I think.
1: Yeah, so the memory of the First World War is really motivating Diagoras and Solomon in two different ways. Solomon yes. is, talks about how his experience of the First World War has led him to do these uh, kind of good things. These It's um,
0: given him more humanity.
1: Yeah, whereas Diagoras, the memory of the First World War for him is what's driven him to exploit people. The parallels between the two are really, really good. And similarly, the Doctor and the Daleks are also living in the shadow of a war that they only just escaped from with their That's lives. That's
0: I've not seen that. I would say as well, what we need, what would be good is more scenes between Solomon and Diagoras. A two-hander scene between those two could have been really cool.
1: It could, yeah. I really
0: agree. And Diagoras coming into Solomon's tent, and then it's actually even though this is like a, you know, it's a Hooverville, right? So it's it, Relative to the luxury Diagoras is living in, it's, it's low down. But this is Solomon's place, and that somehow yeah. gives Solomon power over Diagoras? That yeah, could have I'd been like really, a really that. interesting dynamic. Um, Obviously we don't get that.
1: In general, basically, I would say one of my biggest positives about it is that I think that the first episode of this is a really, really good episode of Doctor Who.
0: Interesting.
1: Okay. I'm a big fan of Daleks in Manhattan. I think that the wheels all fall off in the second episodes.
0: I think I am a fan of chunks of both episodes enough to put them equal in my eyes. Yeah. One of the okay, things yeah. I really, I love... mean, don't get me wrong,
1: I'm a fan of some things in the second yeah, episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mentioned it in the summary, but I love the Solomon's death. Yeah, um, you hate him. the sort of the sort of the black cop. Ho- no, I just because you're the you're full on Mr. Of
0: Diagoras's it. side, aren't you? <laughs> Tom, um, you heard it first. Tom is a Mr. Diagoras apologist.
1: Yeah, I heart Diagoras. <laughs> Did you have another positive then?
0: I do. I've got a few more. Um, Solomon, which we've just talked about. Yeah, I really like the character of Solomon I loved him at the time yeah. I still like him now he has a nobility to him that I yeah. love in these classic who characters I I love mm-hmm. his compassion I love his stoicism I love his humanity I think he's a I think he seems like a real person
1: He does yeah
0: because he's a leader and leaders uh, the nice the good leaders at least they are leaders because they can offer a vision. And to me, Diagoras, uh, not Diagoras, um, Solomon's offering a vision to the pe- people in Hooverville that is yeah. uh, not like insanely optimistic, but it is like, it's it's a positive it's a community spin. As yeah, exactly. Diagoras
1: and the Daleks and their individualism. Exactly. And I, genuinely, for a moment,
0: you're like, is he going to talk the Daleks out? He's saying to Daleks, you know, we're all the same, man Dalek. We're just, we're all living beings that need compassion. I think at one point he even mentioned, uh, like, God to the Daleks. Uh, yeah. I want to be like, who is Jesus?
1: Explain Christian orthodoxy. There's a there's an interesting religious through line in this that I think does kind of get a little bit lost in the shuffle in the second half of Evolution. Like, in the first half, of his, in the first episode, we've got a song about angels and devils. We've got uh, mm, Seth no, saying he's going to be the saviour of the Dalek race. Yeah. We've got people saying the Dalek is the devil. And I guess, arguably, you've also got this—the kind of the imagery of the Doctor as this almost sort of like crucified hero on the on the mast of the Empire State Building—and also
0: screaming at the Daleks, "Kill me, just kill me, do it, kill me." Yeah. Uh, apparently, there was a yeah. cut actually of that. The Sci-Fi Channel did where they immediately cut to Solomon being killed. So people were like, "Oh my god, they just showed the Doctor being killed in the trailer." Hmm. Just <laughs> a bit silly. <laughs> I uh, go on over the religious fool line.
1: It sort of does get a little bit lost, but it's something that Russell is clearly interested in, and is a bigger theme in Series Three.
0: Yeah, that's so true, like it's actually. all over
1: grid. It's all over gridlock. That's it's all over Lords. human nature. Family of Blood and then, of course, Last of the Time Lords is where mm. it really comes to comes to a head.
0: I guess in some regards, Last of the Time Lord, that space Jesus magic stuff is all about people having faith in the Doctor, and to some regard, yeah. this episode is about having faith in humanity it's about yeah. the Dal- a dalek learning and this is this is my other big positive learning about humanity in terms of sex character journey and his
1: mm-hmm.
0: like the stuff he says i think it's excellent the first excellent. point at which Sek, oh, i'm not i'm just not on fire today and like hmm. your house <laughs> call back when dalek Sek first emerges the bit where he's like i have got what i want from humanity ambition yeah. Hatred, aggression, war—such a genius for war. I, it's just brilliant because, as you notice, those are Dalek qualities, yeah. but they are human qualities, yeah. and
1: that's so clever in such Absolutely. few words. I, I like that a lot. Although I do think it's also—it uh, does raise a couple of questions: Why, uh, why Seth Arthur? has got a genius for war from uh, a genius it's for dangerous. war from a First World War from a First World War veteran? A war where I would say genius was not one of the character traits on display by any of the generals involved.
0: It'd be like it should be like ambition, hatred, aggression, mud. Yeah, mud. their, their,
1: Their tactic is just dig a big long trench and put a machine gun <laughs> on top of it and then sort of run towards it or
0: the time war is very different if it's fought, by <laughs> it's all yeah it's all just the Daleks in like muddy trenches and they can't get over the mud because it's not even ground and they're slipping yeah. and they're all going up to like tally ho uh, but no I, I think it's I almost feel like you need to parallel this. Either Diagnos doesn't isn't a businessman, he's maybe like an amoral politician or perhaps you just have an amoral politician character in there. I feel like that's an interesting bridging gap between the humanity of Solomon, the kind of inhumanity of the Daleks, is a dude who is kind of like, no, I can see the good way to go about things, but I'm going to make a cynical decision here, whereas Diagoras is yeah. kind of just bad, and I feel like that would have been a cool thing to add. Would you still think that Diagoras should be a businessman, or do you think a politician could work there instead?
1: I don't know. I, I, I quite like the businessman angle because then it's sort of about capitalism. Yeah, fair enough. And about sort of exploitation and treating humans as just sort of resources for accomplishing your goals, which yeah. is of course what the Daleks are doing as well. Yes, turning um, people into into commodities, into either pigs or soldiers.
0: Um, I also love the da- the parallels with Davros actually because Sek is almost doing oh, yeah. a reverse Davros, right? He, yeah, he is bringing his race to a new stage but in this regard he's actually taking them more human a a review i'm gonna actually link it in the show notes or in the description excellent review of this episode from uh, av club they point Mm -hmm. out that basically the diff the core difference here is that dalek sec is sane he becomes sane because of the human influence and the daleks are insane davros was insane and that's the difference is that you're looking at the same way of improving your people, improving your race, from the angle of someone that's insane and someone yeah. that's sane, and the sane angle takes you closer to humanity, and the insane angle takes you further away.
1: That's really interesting. Yeah,
0: I mean, those are my major positives. To be honest, I also think the Doctor and Martha are good in this episode.
1: I think the Doctor's good in it. I think there, I think that Martha is a little bit less proactive than she has been so, in other episodes. So what far. I was to say
0: she's underused. But I like because I, I find the Doctor Martha love stuff a bit irritating. I actually, despite yeah. that bit about Rose where she mentions Rose, I actually think they do a really good job of dialing it down in this episode. Yeah, I'd be interested to hear what you think about this. I think the pacing's really good because at least stuff is, is always yeah. happening, and there's always there reveals is always stuff going on, yeah. and there's always a new thing to find out. It, it, it's yeah. it's
1: mad, yeah. But it's at least there's fun. only a few there's only a few specific locations uh, that they're all going between, but people are either doing something in one location or realising that they need to get to yeah. one of the other And they're ones.
0: swapping locations all the time as people going, yeah. they're all like interacting with each other and in different like fusing and then unfusing. Yeah. So I think that's really good. Uh, those are my positives. Do you have any more?
1: No, I think that's all of mine. Um, one missed opportunity that I'm very sad about that when, when the solar flare hits, I think it'd be really great if all of the trees from in the forest of the night just suddenly show up. <laughs> Just for one frame. Yeah. Just good. suddenly there, then they all disappear again. The doctor's like, that was weird. Wonder if I'll ever find out what that was They about. look at the back
0: of the lab and there's a bush there. And then the CGI bush disappears and Davros is in there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, Davros appears looking, and says, wretched. Don't take your medication, kids.
0: <laughs> he says, Wake up, you've been in a coma for three years, Tom. Hmm. There's a bit where the doctors seem surprised that, da- that Dalek's ex says that Davros was wrong. The Daleks yeah. have killed Davros about a thousand times. It's pretty yeah. well established that they don't agree with everything Davros thinks. Uh, the other thing is yeah. a bit where the Daleks say, your knowledge of genetic engineering is even greater than ours to the Doctor. Genetic engineering is the mm. Daleks' entire shit. That is like yeah. their biggest deal. That is such a weird line. <laughs> That is
1: that is odd. Yeah. But besides that, uh, besides yeah.
0: that, I find it funny though. Yeah.
1: So should we move on to critiques then? Let's go to our criticisms and
0: how we think we can easily improve the episode. The critics' corner. Do you want to kick us off, Tom?
1: I think my biggest criticism of the episode, um, and this is particularly the case with Evolution of the Daleks is that it becomes a very, very biologically essentialist episode uh, by the end of it, where the human Dalek soldiers, they learn to question things because of Time Lord DNA. um, Because of genetics. Sek gains his sort of good qualities just because of human DNA, not because there's, like, he's merged with Diagoras, who is presented as basically already kind of like a human Dalek, someone who shares the same ideals as the Daleks. And essence. and sense but um the minute sec merges with him he becomes uh, a sort of pacifist i don't know i think it, i think it's quite unfortunate because it comes close to saying daleks are the way they are not because they've been sort of raised with this ideology not because they've been brought up in this system but because there is something about dalek dna that makes you evil the answer in is the same it's way. both there's right? something about time lord dna that makes, makes you, you good. brave enough to and challenge not, your god and, and human dna that makes you peaceful not
0: massive genocidal maniacs which the time lords russell's already kind of thinking yeah. that they are so yeah,
1: it is. It is and odd. also, humans also humans
0: are. also massive genocidal maniacs. Um, no, I think. Do you know what? I think you're right. And I think actually the answer is obviously it's nature and nurture, right? That is, yeah. that is the answer for the Daleks. The answer for humans. It's. I mean, studies recently seem to indicate about fifty percent of your behavioural characteristics are genetic. About fifty percent are environmental. Yeah.
1: I think there's an easy fix to it.
0: Oh, there is. Like, just just diversify the dialogue. I think that, a bit. Yeah,
1: but also, I'd say that if the um. Uh, let's say that everything kind of goes the same way that the, um, the the doctor fails to get all of the Dalekanium off the mast. He uh-huh. um, uh, fails there, and the and then let's just say then yeah, the, these the new mast. human Daleks have a hundred percent Dalek yes, DNA, but and then just have the scene in the theatre play out the exact same way yeah. because just because you've got that DNA I doesn't totally mean agree. That you're going to behave like a Dalek.
0: I totally agree. I think it's a much more positive. It's also Fits better with the humanity angle that Solomon's Absolutely, talking yeah. about, in that actually deep down, in humans are good, which is something I do like to believe. This episode is not; it, it's sort of it's implicit. This stuff, right? It's not explicit. It's not meant to be like a sort of eugenics screed, but there is an element of that. But then equally, yeah. you can actually look. You're in the 1930s. Eugenics is is, is sadly quite popular as an idea. Talk yeah. about that. There was a review I said that would, or I read, that pointed out you should have involved some of the kind of fascist groups that were springing up in the 1930s and paralleled yeah, them a with the Daleks. And you then have an opportunity to actually do something about eugenics.
1: Yeah, agreed. On that note, something else that I think is a theme that the episode sort of is kind of grasping at but doesn't quite get to is that there is. There's potentially a very, very interesting story about slavery and cultural exchange and America going on here. The line at one point that I think Sex says, we stole human beings to use them, that is the story of America. The original sin that the United States is built upon, there's a very similar thing happening in this story where people have been stolen and treated as basically chattel to uh, work and to improve a particular race. But also it results in cultural exchange and a new hybrid culture emerging, Mm -hmm. which is also what happens with America. But I feel that outside this one line, this doesn't really uh, get brought up all that much, doesn't come in all that much. I think also, it's difficult, right? But basically, we have Martha here.
0: She is yeah first black companion. You can do as much or as little with that as you want in relation to the how she might feel in that yeah. kind of environment. I don't think it's for either of us to say how that should be handled. No,
1: absolutely.
0: It's the kind of question Doctor Who tends to tread very lightly on. And that's, you know, I think Rosa is the most intense it, it could get. But I think there is something they could do with that. I mean, I'd be interested to hear <laughs> in the theoretical universe in which we were to have Freema Egeman on. I'd be really hmm. interested to hear what she would think about how that sort of stuff could have been handled.
1: Yeah, it is interesting that I think that for quite a lot of series three, a decision has been made to to approach uh, to approach Martha's race basically by not really bringing it up all that much, which I think is you know is definitely is definitely coming from a good place. It, it means that we get a few awkward bits, such as in Shakespeare Code, uh, Martha's worry about about experiencing racism being brushed off by the Doctor, which I think is quite an awkward moment. Yeah, They've even got uh, global warming, it... and everyone believes in global warming where you're from, so that's fine. Uh, yeah, obviously this is a Shakespeare Code episode when we do that, so yeah. Big Gwen, uh, then we'll talk about that. Definitely Big Gwen. <laughs> big Gwen. Big Gwen, sister of Big Gwen, who's well into her torchwood. How about you then? What criticism is One of my big you... ones,
0: and I think it's quite similar to what you said, is there's an amazing philosophical question at heart of this episode, which is what makes a man a man?
1: Yeah, what does it mean to be human?
0: What does it mean to be human? What does it mean to be a Dalek? What makes a Dalek a Dalek? Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't answer the question. It, it, it doesn't yeah. even, even DNA isn't the answer based on even what it shows. It doesn't make sense for it just to be yeah. DNA. For me, I want to see more of, of that. I think what we were saying about Dalek Sek about the fact that he gets his humanity from Diagoras, one way you he can help with that is you show set learning more yeah. stuff so not just from solomon's speech you have a couple of other moments maybe some genuine kindness between two of the yeah. people that are being held in the dalek camp uh, in the dalek camp in the dalek lab something like that. let's sec learn because what the human has given him is the ability to learn that should yeah, be yeah to sort of break is. out of these old cultural yes, patterns exactly. that they're trapped so there's, in. there's that i also think the daleks plan Doesn't make any sense, I would also say, in the... As per usual. Yeah, (laughs) also true. Let's put a big engine in the Earth. Why? Uh, It's in the way. You know, like, the Earth was blocking our sun... And so we're moving the Earth so that Mars gets more sun with the Daleks. There is, there is a
1: wonderful line towards the end where the Doctor refers to Seca as the cleverest Dalek ever. Um, <laughs> which he's saying about somebody whose plan was, okay, step one, we build a skyscraper in quite a large populated city. <laughs> to be fair... Step two, we turn loads of people into pigs just to sort of see if we can. To be
0: fair, step one, randomly get transported back to 1930s New York by chance. Step two, take over the building of a skyscraper that's almost done already. Uh, Russell suggested that maybe they knew about the Empire State Building from the chase. Uh, sure. <laughs> very well, funny fine. idea. Whatever. The thing about these... Um, Dalek purity is like a big thing. It's, it's the sort of centre of, in part, remnants of the Daleks. And doesn't really make sense that they would only question it immediately before... Dalek's Sex gonna have gonna eat Mr. Diagoras. Like, the Daleks yes. at no point before have had, like, a meeting where they're like, listen, boss, we're not sure about this, you know, like, the numbers don't check out. Um, you're gonna look really weird and all crispy and the gloves haven't even arrived. Um, so that's, I, I feel like you need to show their other ideas and show why they've not come to fruition a bit. Even just mentioning them, I, I think that would be cool. There was an idea to show more like aborted experiments, but Uh, It was just too expensive. So that's, you know, in in part, there's budgetary issues. Hello, this is David from the future here. Very timey-wimey. At this point, we ran into some technical difficulties with the recording. And as such, Tom's sound quality has taken a dip and you will be able to hear some echoes of me. I am really sorry we will get this sorted for the next episode. Please keep listening. Thank you. Okay, one more thing I have... And it's more something I want to see more of. I found the Laszlo-Talula stuff actually quite touching, particularly that first scene where she sees Laszlo for the first time.
1: And I want more of it. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's, um, it's the most sort of human story that we've got in this episode, but it does sort of go out of focus a little bit in the second episode, I feel.
0: Even if you just add in some more of those little intimate moments, more conversations with them, they don't address again... I want to see like Laszlo be like what's my mom going to think of me you know you can bring back that thing we yeah. were talking about right at the start about um, Armin interest yeah. to my mother even just stuff like that that we'd be like oh god what what would you do if you
1: if this happened yeah I think to it'd you? be good it would it would also help to sell the the horror of what the daleks are inflicting upon people because it's, um like Laszlo's the only person that we see it happening to that can talk about it the rest of the pigs have been dehumanised.
0: Those are all my major personal
1: ones. Do you have any more personal ones, or should we go on to the general? Um, got, I've got a couple of more minor ones. I really liked the way that in Daleks in Manhattan, um, the hypocrisy of America is really uh, placed at the centre of this. But the, the second episode, Evolution, is a lot more positive about uh, about the United States than the first one. Almost to the point of feeling that it was written by a different person. What, what have we got? We've got uh, the idea of Hooverville and New York as a place of acceptance and diversity. Um, the inscription of the statue on the Statue of Liberty, the bring me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to break free," is sort of brought up sarcastically in the first first part, but then sort of sincerely in the second part. Even the view from the Empire State that Tallulah three hundred and eight sees looking over the city and being like, oh, no wonder the Daleks wanted to come here. New York's wonderful. <laughs> They'd always want to come to a grey skyscraper place. Hmm. It really feels like they've rode back on the theme of hypocrisy and exploitation. It feels like they've sort of gone back a little bit on what one of the things that I initially found most compelling about the episodes.
0: I feel like you take side characters like Sam, not Sam, Frank and Tallulah, mm-hmm. and Because they don't really say much about the state of America at all. Solomon Mm. talks about it, Diagoras does. But Tallulah doesn't really. She talks about, you know, oh, you know, I don't have a choice if I don't
1: dance. Yeah, she talks a bit about what it is to be sort of a member of a very precarious lower class. Yeah, I think uh, you basically let,
0: you just give them more stuff to say. And do you know what? Let them just talk to each other. Yeah, because they don't have a lot of that. Like let let there be a scene with just Tolulum and Frank, and let them yeah, that'd be great. and they can and they can say positive stuff as well. Like it's fine for them to be like, "I love," even despite they could even say you know they list all these things like, "But would you still want to live in New York?" and They're like, "Yeah,
1: I, I still yeah, would so want to just, be here because there's something, this, about, so there's something this, about something about New York, something the the culture basically. Going back on what we've already said, it's it's about culture, about people. Yeah,
0: the episode is too concerned with its plot.
1: I think, yeah, I think so. I think it get it's far more interested in Daleks than in Manhattan.
0: Yeah, far more interested in Daleks than in evolution of the. Hmm. Shall we talk about some of the common critiques levelled at it? Yep, let's go. The first one that I see a lot of is that the Dalek sec human looks rubbish. Yeah, Uh, it's a bad idea. It's silly. One thing that is true is that he clearly can't see where he's going. Yeah, wearing the. the outfit. Uh, an IGN review called it a cheap Pirates of the Caribbean rip-off.
1: Yeah, I can see where they're coming from there I guess.
0: I, re- I quite like him. As in, I think the core idea of it is fine. I think some people don't like that, but I think actually the core idea of a Dalek-Human hybrid is f- fine. You also can't really remove it from the episode, I suppose.
1: Yeah, and- I-, I like th- I like the core idea. I agree that the maybe the costume could have been a little bit better realised, but also you know, you've got to Money. do what you can with the budget that you've got.
0: I've got a suggestion that wouldn't require more budget, mm-hmm. less. Make yeah. it more human, just less just prosthetic. Still, Diagoras more Diagoras than it is. Two yeah. eyes, so that he can actually see out of his actual eyes, which means that he yeah. can act using his actual eyes. Yeah. A start. You don't need to have the tentacles actually prosthetic. Maybe they or animatronic. Maybe they just wobble. Maybe they wobble around like slime, show bits of daggers, make it a bit less clean cut, and it should be cheaper, yeah. because you need less animatronics and makeup, and I mm. think it would look more body horror-y, which I think would be to the episode's credit. Yeah. So I would, I would actually, if anything, yeah, make it... Low tech. Make it more human, fun. less... Yeah. I think, I think that would be an interesting approach. So that's mine. Do you have a uh, common criticism you saw that you want to talk about?
1: Um, yeah, I think so. One that I've seen is that coming on the heels of the previous uses of the Daleks um, in the yes. modern series, okay, yeah. this really ramps things down a bit. That The Daleks have been apocalyptic threats both in-universe and sort of out-of-universe. These have been the things that you use for the finales to signify what's going on now is absolutely massive. There's of course the enormous weight of the time war behind any of their appearances and in this case as well there's the weight of roses departure behind their appearances uh, i think there were some criticisms at the time that the daleks have sort of gone down a notch however i think this is good i think this is just straightforwardly a good thing the daleks cannot just continually be a threat that is so massive that it can only be tackled in a finale with happens, apocalyptic of scale yeah we'll get to this when we talk about victory of the daleks but the best thing about victory of the daleks is this allows the daleks to just Exist in the universe yeah. as a threat that can pop up in a bunch of different scenarios, like rather in
0: than the first Doctor era. And
1: exactly, yeah. Where they just show up. For all intents and purposes, this is the Chase mm. in terms of the modern era, well, it's *Evil of the Daleks* the... is actually based on to a degree. In terms yeah, of the thematics. but it
0: is also that level of
1: Daleks. But topic. it's yeah, the Daleks are doing something a little bit sillier this time. Like the Chase is obviously a lot sillier than this. This is yeah trying to be quite grand and weighty, despite the fact that it does have a bunch of pigs running around. Also, by the way, what is it with Russell and humanoid pigs? He's obsessed with this.
0: (laughs) Are we certain? I I just remember one time Russell said to David Cameron that you're evil. (laughs) and I do wonder if maybe it's it's nothing to do with the policies. It's actually to do entirely with the pig angle. Maybe, maybe. I think this is Titans' overuse of the Daleks, which is another great episode title. Yeah. (laughs) And that's a thing people complain about a lot. I would say people only complain about that if they don't like the episode. Yeah. I think what you can do with them, like you're saying, you want the scale of their stuff to be less. But then what you do instead is you make them scarier. Less pig slaves, more Daleks stalking people down
1: corridors
0: more unpleasant Maybe. I, I'm Dalek I'm not sure whether ideas. I necessarily
1: agree with you on really? that, actually, okay. David. That's interesting. Uh, on the one hand, I do agree that, yeah, some scarier Dalek episodes would be excellent. But on the other hand, the Daleks are never going to be as scary, again, as they were in the 1960s.
0: No, but they're scarier because, in Dalek.
1: Because they are icons. They're icon- of the words. They're iconic now. They, uh, they symbolise themselves now rather than symbolising fascism. Just a lot of people being shot by lasers isn't scary.
0: No, that's why I'm thinking more about something that's tense, something that has some more yeah. tension.
1: Like true. when it's the doctor hides in the alcove. And right. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough.
0: More of that kind of thing, I think. Mm-hmm. A big one, there's sort of two here, so I'll do them both. Yeah. A big one is um, the unconvincing yeah. version of New York that they show and also the American accents. So let just the New York City first. Saying this needs more budget. Yeah. Is a bad is not <laughs> a very good way for us saying here's how to fix this, but it, it it is that you need more money, you don't have to fly them all out to New York. But to be honest, I just show us some, even if you have to film it in an alley in Cardiff, yeah, I, think... I need to see some above ground New York stuff in the city that isn't in Central Park, even just a bit, just to make it feel more like the actual world. To a degree, world. an
1: advantage of this episode, the way that there's a bunch of specific locations that everyone is always moving between, but it also does. Reduce New York a little bit to feeling like it consists of four locations. Mm. Park, theatre, top of Empire State, bottom of Empire State. When people chat about people who don't
0: watch Doctor Who and have watched like five episodes, chat, chat, about Doctor Who, Yeah, this is the kind of thing they mean, I think, where it's clearly a BBC TV show. It's not managing. This is one of those episodes yeah. where Doctor Who hasn't managed to reach beyond their, its means. Like something like, I don't know, Heaven yeah, Sent, yeah, yeah. which or, or Fires Pope, or Terra Terror of the Zygons is a classic here example that I think looks really good despite the kind of restrictions. Even like again, we haven't seen Marco Polo, but I've read I've read a brilliant yeah. interview of the seen about how they made it, and it's just mad what they were able to accomplish. In Macro Terror, which I don't I don't like the Macro Terror very much, but um I remember reading one thing, where while they were filming one scene, they were actually disassembling the studio, the, 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 the set next oh, door, wow, so they could oh, reassemble the other set. This feels like they haven't managed to do that. And to be honest, yeah. hey, there's a lot going on in this episode, so it's not a criticism of the director, yeah. it's not a criticism of the writer. It would just look so much better if it was made now. And I think that's a yeah. it's, it's a hard criticism. but In terms of the accent stuff, though, that doesn't bother me at all. No. So it doesn't bother us because we're British. No, it's fine. But to be clear, yeah. every American I've read it finds them grating. We cannot tell, right? Yeah. I still will defend. So I, I can actually say I love Tallulah because I love Miranda Raisin as an actress. Hmm. And I think she's brilliant. And I think her accent I think great. that she does
1: some very good acting in this as well.
0: So IGN actually described Tallulah as an offensive dame stereotype with a high-pitched whine instead of a voice, which is very harsh. I'm not sure I even buy into the offensive the dame stereotype, because they are deliberately pulling from stuff from a certain kind of fiction. But she does, like, make some of her own decisions. She is, like, an emotional core to the story. She's not just there to, like... I think she does a better job of painting the... She does as good a job of painting the the difficulties in New York at the time, as Hooverville does. The line
1: about, you know, it breaks you... She's also showing, by her very character, that the The problem isn't just confined to Hooverville, it's that Mm. all of the other people in the city are very well aware that they could end up slipping into this poverty as well. They're living just on the edge of things.
0: Her emotional story with Laszlo isn't the typical story of, like, woman in love with man, woman does anything for man, like, that kind of very stereotypical. In this case, Tallulah has to look inside herself to move past something horrific this happened. I do think maybe yeah. they could have shown a little bit more of a... Uh, rather than immediately being like... A bit more of a struggle
1: with it. Yeah, she's...
0: A little yeah. more so. But ultimately, that story for her... You know, because it's very... It would be very easy as a person if this was real. Which it's not, as we as we know. Sadly, this isn't a documentary. Oh, maybe not mm. sadly. It's probably good this probably isn't good a documentary. Though. Um, yeah. The Daleks aren't real, and the Empire State Building is just a perfectly non-problematic giant tall pointy thing. So... It's a very easy out for Tallulah to go, yeah, okay. Laszlo's like, leave me. I don't care. And Tallulah's like, okay. That's definitely Mm. a weaker version of that character that lets Laszlo sacrifice himself. But instead, she fights him because he's a human being with a heart that cares for people, which is, again, the theme of humanity in this episode. I I really like Tallulah, but I guess Castor, and I love Amanda Raisin, but I guess Castor More Americans basically is the solution. Hire a better
1: accent coach.
0: If most of the English people can't tell, and so most of the viewers can't tell.
1: You know, it's yeah, not like Americans what, have great British why accents I'm in their bit, things. I'm fairly inclined to say it's not a massive problem, given that this is a BBC show going out to a British audience. Uh, but, I,
0: you know, ultimately, you know, the more realistic, the better. You yeah. can always work on... I yeah, can yeah. tell that uh, Andrew Garfield's Tennessee isn't good. As someone with a pitch-perfect Tennessee accent. Hmm. I- I'm... I'm back! Hey, I'm Frank! Hey, I'm Martha! Do you know yeah. where Thomas yeah. Wayne is?
1: Yeah, that's exactly what Andrew uh, Andrew Garfield should have been doing. You're right, Andrew. No, he should have he should have come on Andrew Garfield. He
0: should have said, "Hey, Marford, do you know where any lasagna is?" <laughs> <laughs> and she'd have gone, "What?" And he'd have gone, "Sorry, Garfield's not been invented yet, but that'll be really funny." And like. Like forty years, and be like, "No, I know yeah. what Garfield is because I'm a time traveler." And then because I'm be from like... the future,
1: what's your excuse? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and he's like bad writing. <laughs> yeah, you know, it cuts the back. Hmm. Um, yeah, just <laughs> because Pratt is voicing um Garfield, and I desperately hope he uses exactly the same voice he used for Mario. I think I've got one more criticism
1: from somebody else. Okay, go on. So I, I've seen the criticism that the episode, the sort of story of uh Sec in this. Is sort of undercut by the fact that we obviously know that he's not going to succeed. Russell clearly isn't going to end this story with sort of human Daleks becoming you know, I don't know thing. if I
0: agree with this, but go, go on, you finish what you're saying.
1: The fact that it is just really, really obvious. This is sort of such a massive seismic change to the Daleks that it's clearly not actually going to stick because it's far easier to write Massive seismic the Daleks, so... change of the Daleks. Hmm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: I see what you but, mean. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think I, I sort of agree with that. I think basically what it means is that the story needs to be a sort of, like, Shakespearean tragedy where Sek is being is going to be inevitably brought down. Alas, poor Dalek, I knew thee well. But I think that the episode doesn't necessarily... I'm standing up and waving my hands because I'm so happy with that. Okay, right. Uh, well, well done. Uh, good job. Uh <laughs> not um, stop now. Yeah, I think that maybe the episode needs to commit a little bit more strongly to... Uh, this inevitability and to the idea that Sec clearly is never going to succeed in this mission.
0: I, I agree. I think you can make it more tragic, right? Because it's quite a tragic episode, yeah. actually,
1: in many ways. It is. It's yeah. bittersweet
0: as well. There's a lot of elements of bittersweetness in it with Laszlo, for instance. Yeah. So if you can set that up, I suppose one thing I would say, though, is that it's Doctor Who, right? So I actually could imagine a scenario in which Sec does manage to go off and start a little Dalek colony somewhere. It's not going to permanently, the Daleks are going to be this, because the Daleks will yeah. still buy some contrivance show up. So I can actually imagine a scenario in which that happens. There's a good colony of Daleks um, that are some of the breakaway Daleks from evil of the Daleks in the comics. I think it could have been done, but
1: obviously... I think I think it could have been done, but also I think it's quite clear that Russell's not going to do that in series three of the revival.
0: Maybe in series 14 of the revival. Sorry, no, series Maybe. one. Hmm. It's not... There's no Nothing came before them, but Tom, it's just Series 1 now. He who
1: controls the present controls the past. He who controls the past controls the future. Weirdly, he controls both the past and the present. Do you think... And, the, and thus, the, do also Do you think future, that
0: yeah. Russell's also showrunner again in the future, and he's going to yeah. link the present, the past, Absolutely. and the future together by his presence? And Yeah, but it would, for like,
1: him, the future will be his presence. Give present. him control over all time. Yeah, what... Well he what but we he call, exists outside of time. Yeah, what we call the present, he calls the past. So you guys are way behind.
0: No, but Russell Russell's exists contiguously in the past, present yeah. and future, right? He's omniscient. Yeah, yeah. I don't have any kind of uh final big criticisms from the the audience that I think we can fix. I think as an overall sort of summary of this, I think we both agree. There's lots of good ideas, there's also lots of good scenes yeah. and lots of good setup. Yeah. The problem is that there's so much going on. I know we were suggesting adding stuff, but actually I think at the hmm. core of the problems this episode faces is there's so much going on that it becomes yeah. a bit muddled. And it also doesn't help because of those things think where right. a Doctor Who has been given ideas and told to make them into something, which sometimes yeah. works and sometimes is forcing... Sort of like have
1: to include a bunch of things.
0: Incorporate all of this laundry list of things. And sometimes that is going to come off, as of a bit of a mess. So I suppose, ultimately, you kind of dial elements down a bit and you focus in more on the human story.
1: I completely agree, yeah. I think a little bit less focus on the sort of the sci fi logic of Dalek identity and DNA and solar flares and what have you. A little bit more Definitely on less DNA. What what does it mean to be living in New York at this time and what does this tell us about the human condition? And also still, what makes man,
0: what makes Dalek? That yeah. is the question this episode yeah. could have answered. Yeah. I would say, I mean, you might not agree with this, I don't think Into the Dalek answers that much better, if at all.
1: I think that Into the Dalek is a more interesting look at Dalek psychology, but it doesn't tell us what makes them originally. No, yeah, you're right. Yeah,
0: I would say this is, out of all the Revival Dalek episodes, I would put this level with, like, Asylum and Into. I I, I think they're fine.
1: Yeah, I I I think that
0: the show is richer for containing this. Doctor Who, in these episodes, has taken a swing at something truly weird with something mm-hmm. that with something that is truly established, the Daleks. Yeah. And it's not always Girl Land perfectly, but I think I, yeah. again I read in a review this is kind of the magic of Doctor Who is yeah. that the previous episode was about giant crabs living in a polluted subway in, in New New yeah. York, about an endless motorway and there's religious allegory and it's basically a masterpiece as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And the next episode is going to be about a mad scientist turning himself into a giant scorpion monster in modern-day London. And it's all the same show, and it's all the same... It is. It is just amazing, yeah. That's one of the things that's actually quite good about these episodes, is they do show how you can take something so established as the Daleks and really do something different with it. And it doesn't always work, but...
1: But it's still showing how fertile the ground of Doctor Who is.
0: I'd love to see them do, I don't know, four Daleks... Um, running a space mining colony and a doctor shows up and they seem to be actually good bosses. Not
1: in that terms,
0: but you know, yeah. like,
1: and what's going on with yeah. these Daleks? But yeah, I, I take your point. There's still a lot to do with the Daleks and this is a good use of them.
0: <laughs> a I lot the to do a bit with in the Daleks. Execution. Yeah. By Nicholas Briggs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Paycheck of the Daleks. Yeah. <laughs> By Nicholas Contra- Briggs. Contractual obligation of the Daleks. the nation of terry of the daleks Hmm. terry is short for terror of the daleks Hmm. so that was our look at daleks in manhattan do you have
1: any closing thoughts yourself tom what do you think of the episode overall my my overall thoughts are basically daleks in manhattan is a very good setup evolution of the daleks gets things wrong but it gets things wrong in a really interesting way (laughs) that has given us an awful lot to talk about where this fails, it doesn't fail because of a lack of ambition or a lack of ideas. It sort of fails because there's either too many ideas or they, they choose the the wrong ones to go along with. One thing that this episode is not, it is definitely not boring. Some people find it very boring. I think they're
0: each their own, but
1: it's I fa- I found it's, a, it it's a wild ride it's a
0: fun time It's, a, wild it's ride. a fun time. Oh, and the music's great. didn't mention that yeah Murray knocks us out the park. So that concludes our thoughts on Daleks in Manhattan and Evolution of the Daleks. Next time, Tom, we are talking about...
1: Next time we're talking about The Doctor's Daughter by Stephen Greenhorn. yes, we are. Turning our attention to series four. To another episode where there are very (laughs) interesting things going on, where it is hard to avoid the impression that something somewhere along the lines has gone very, very wrong, but also is still quite entertaining.
0: So in the meantime... Thank you very much for listening. Please like and rate the show wherever you get your podcast. Five-star view on iTunes really does help. You can follow us on loads of social platforms. We're on the Horrible Bird app, but we're also on Instagram. We're on TikTok, where you'll find clips. You can get this podcast on Apple Podcasts, you can get us on Google Play, you can get us on Spotify. Please share and send it around. We really want to spread the positivity and send us a message if you have any thoughts on what we said. during. Yeah, the episode. or
1: indeed, if you have any thoughts on the next episode that we'll be looking at, then please do oh, yeah, send them true. to us and we might be able to bring that up. Maybe so we'll talk about them.
0: So, thank you very much for listening. It's bye from me.
1: And it's goodbye from me as well.